Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users enter code BMF during sign-up. Play in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Enright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy presented by DraftKings. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside Bull Market Fantasy. Corey, Bill, and Frankie coming at you. Bull Market Fantasy, of course, is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings.com, DraftKings Sportsbook. Week 15, it is time for those big, bad teams that had the first round by to step up and see what's waiting for them. Bill, what's going on with you? Nothing much, Corey. I'm, I'm excited. Fantasy football semifinals are here. A lot of big action on DraftKings. If you're playing DFS or if you're betting on NFL, we have a, a lot to choose from this weekend, including a Saturday, two Saturday games, which I'm really looking forward to. Definitely looking forward to some Saturday football, Frankie. What's going on with you, my man? Uh, not too much, guys. Just uh, keeping busy. Rolling along. Hey, Frankie, you're getting, you getting pretty close to uh, cashing a ticket or a couple of tickets on the New York Jets going on in 16, right? Yeah, several tickets. So I'm hoping that that's exactly what's going to con- keep continuing. I have the Jets to, well, not only the Jets, but they're the last remaining team. But, yes, that was the focus of when I made the wager. Yes, I have the Jets or I have any team to go winless, I should say, uh, at 7-1, to 6-1, to and plus 575. So I have three separate tickets, and it looks like it's going well, and hopefully they continue to keep Adam Gase in charge, and I should have no problem as long as he's a head coach of an NFL franchise casting that ticket in any season. <laughs> you should, in any season, if Adam Gase is a potential to go 0-16. All right, let's get ready to start and hop into it for this week, fellas. Want to get in here and hop in, inside some of these quarterback uh, confidence. Obviously, one being a quarterback you are very con- – I mean, a, a quarterback you have low confidence in this week and 10 being a quarterback that you are highly confident in. And, Bill, I'll start with you. I don't know if people are using him in the playoffs, but what do you think of Matt Ryan this week? You know, the matchup against the Bucs is actually pretty good. You look at what Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes did against them, both of them with three touchdowns each. Mahomes had 462 yards. Goff had 376. Kirk Cousins had a little bit of a down game against Tampa Bay, given what they've been allowing, but they were coming off a bye, 225 yards and a touchdown to Kirk Cousins. Now, Matt Ryan, it's interesting because <laughs> they have two matchups in the final three weeks of the regular season against the Buccaneers, so we haven't seen – these division rival play these division rivals play just yet, but I think Matt Ryan could be a, a five this week. I, I'm kind of neutral on him. If you have him as your starter in a 12 team league, then he's your guy. You're using him. But if you have another option that maybe you're going back and forth all year, this is a week that maybe you don't want to use Matt Ryan, especially if Julio Jones is not going to play. 
you know, Frankie, Ben, uh, Bill said the word, you know, 50-50 or the term 50-50. Do you really want to be 50-50 with somebody going into the semifinals? No, because I don't even think that I can even have him at 50-50. I have him at, I'll put him as a one. I wouldn't. Wow. I, I, I don't trust Matt Ryan right now with my fantasy life depending on it as far as I can throw Bill Enright. And I know I can't throw Bill that far. So, uh, you know, for me, guys, right now, uh, in, in all honesty, look, look, just look at Matt Ryan. Five, he has four touchdown passes and six interceptions over his last four games. Is that really a quarterback that you want to trust against a defense that's starting to come around a little bit better? Um, obviously, Todd Bowles has them playing, uh, you know, a little, you know, blitzing a lot. Without Julio Jones, I really don't want Matt Ryan anywhere near my fantasy playoff lineup. When everything and all the chips are on the line, I just absolutely don't trust him. I, I'm alive in several leagues still. Um, I've advanced that once that far, so I'm actually fortunate and uh, and blessed to be able to have that. And I'll be honest, Matt Ryan was a, 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 an option for me this week, and he's immediately going to my bench. He wasn't even something that I would even consider. I'm starting Justin Herbert on Thursday night over him, and I am also starting, obviously, Patrick Mahomes over him. I mean, they, I, Obviously, we know that that's not really a choice for a lot of people, but in my particular case, it is. But for me right now, if I had a conference rating – Bill is a lot higher than than myself. I believe that he has a Matt Ryan at a five. I have him as a one. He's a completely a quarterback that I have him with Sam Donald right now as a quarterback. I just don't trust and don't want anywhere near my fantasy lineup. Ooh, all the way down at the bottom of the rungs alongside Sam Donald. I Bill, hopefully a little bit higher on Frankie's totem pole will be one Mr. Deshaun Watson. Are you confident about him this weekend in a division matchup? Yeah, so he's playing against the, uh, the Colts, who who he actually just played against two weeks ago, right? And he, he actually yep. had a pretty good game. Uh, they do expect to have Brandon Cooks back, so, so that's good news for the Texans quarterback. You can't bench a guy like Deshaun Watson. He, yeah. He's just way too versatile, especially with his rushing capabilities. Um, four, four of his last uh, – five of his last six games, he's had over 30 yards rushing. So we'll take that to the bank, add in the passing attack, he can get you 225 and a touch, and that's good enough to flirt with quarterback one type numbers. So maybe he's on the low end of that, but he did just put up 341 yards and a touchdown against the Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago. And he ran for a touchdown in that game, too. So he, there's no scenario where I'm benching Deshaun Watson. I'm going to give him an eight. All right, Frankie, it's um, optimism for Bill on Deshaun Watson. Like you said, tough to bench him at this point, but are you comfortable going into the matchup? Nah, it's it all depends. I think Bill hit it right on the head. If Brandon Cooks is playing, he's a six. If Brandon Cooks is not is, is going to be in the lineup, and we know he's going to be the healthy Brandon Cooks, then I'll make him an eight and a half. Um, I, I actually believe that you know it's going to be difficult. Like Bill said, if you have Deshaun Watson, most likely he's probably the your QB one that you drafted as a QB one, and not someone you drafted to be your backup uh, over the summer. So right now, I, I find it difficult to believe that any fantasy owner will have the, a really a good option sitting on their bench. I would assume that some of those options are maybe Sam Donald or they're maybe even Matt Ryan or possibly, you know, uh, Daniel Jones in that ilk. And I don't trust any of those quarterbacks that you would probably have to use off your bench. So Deshaun Watson is someone that you do want to roll with. But for me, my confidence meter, it goes higher with Brandon Cooks in the lineup. And it drops significantly if we know that Brandon Cooks is not going to be in the lineup. Because we already know, unfortunately, Will Fuller missing this game and missing the remainder of, of the season being suspended 
that's a big blow to the production level of Deshaun Watson. So I need Brandon Cooks to be in there for my confidence meter to be anywhere near what it should be with my fantasy life on the line. All right, fantasy life on the line. That's an interesting one right there. All right, Bill, Russell Wilson, he's been a go-to guy all season. We've seen him kind of lag off a little bit recently. What do you think about Russell Wilson going into this week? Confidence rise. He's a nine for me every week. I don't care about the matchup. I don't care how good he's playing the last two games. I don't care how good he's going to play in the next two games. And whenever you have Russell Wilson on your fantasy team, you're starting him. And to me, that, that that's an automatic nine for anybody named Wilson, Rodgers, Mahomes. Um, that's probably those three. Those three are automatic nines for me. All right, Frankie, it was pretty cut and dry right there. And I guess you feel the same way. Yeah, you you can't like it, like Bill said. I mean, this this is an easy one. I mean, Russell Wilson is there for me. He's an eight and a half, nine. Uh, it is a difficult matchup. I, I will say that you got to be very, very difficult. I would not be surprised to see less than you know. Uh, listen, I know that last week he threw for four touchdowns because he played the New York Jets. But his not overall passing number, his <laughs> overall passing numbers were not good. I mean, if you get two hundred six again, if you get the one ninety seven that you got back in week eleven against the Arizona Cardinals, I think that you'll be a little bit disappointed. And I think that th- that's probably the range. I'm actually, you know, my my projections on him right now, you know, are, pr- are less than two hundred and fifty yards passing against this Washington. Uh, football team's defense. I think that they're, you know that team is really playing some great football. Uh, he is going on the road. Is snow going to be in the forecast? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be windy? Is it going to be an icy, frigid field? These are a lot of things to take into consideration. But as Bill alluded to, you, listen, it's do or die for every fantasy owner out there because you're trying to make it to your league championship game. You're in the you know the league semifinals, so. You know, for right now, for me, there's no way you can bench Russell Wilson, but you got to be careful because there is bust potential, but it is Russell Wilson, so you need to roll with him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Russell Wilson and the guy's been rolling out there all along. Looked like a shoe-in for MVP until Patrick Mahomes has made this last push to go ahead. I think believe Patrick Mahomes is minus 200 now on the DraftKings Sportsbook to go ahead and win that award. All right, Bill, final one for quarterback confidence. What's up with Baker Mayfield? Back-to-back games with over 300 yards, six uh, passing touchdowns in his last two games. But I don't like the matchup here for the Cleveland Browns aerial attack. You look at what the Giants have been doing against opposing passers. They've allowed just four passing touchdowns in their last five games. No quarterback has thrown for more than 265 yards against them since week nine. I'm going to give Mayfield here. I'm going to go with the same number I gave Matt Ryan. That's a five. Um, if you have to use him, if you, you don't have anyone else, because he's been so hot, you probably are a little bit overconfident in him. But the recency bias for me on his performance is not going to interfere. I'm going to give him a five. All right, Frankie, what do you think? Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's a little bit difficult. To, uh, I agree with Bill again, and I don't like doing that, but it is difficult to trust him in this particular situation. Obviously, he won't be in his home confines. He won't be cleaning his own stands. He won't be worrying about cleaning his own toilets and everything that he does and all those commercials that he's in over <laughs> in, you know, when he is at home. And then, uh, listen, once again, it's a game that we have to pay attention to weather, guys. We know that there is a, you know, a, a significant storm right now on the East Coast. And will there be any remnants of that storm, uh, you know, whipping back around? Will 
be cold, frigid, frigid, you know, windy, frozen field again over at MetLife Stadium. The Giants defense has not shown me anything of late. I'm not really worried about the matchup as much. I'm worried more about if the Browns get ahead in this game, will they really have to take the, you know, depend on that running game? Because I think that that running game is really what's going to travel. I think Miles Garrett is going to get after Daniel Jones and that offensive line just doesn't look like they're able to protect them of late. Uh, the Giants did show signs of life, but now they've regressed in recent weeks and they've become a team that you can't really trust. And guys, let's, you know, it's also important to note too that the it's a target of the under. There's some of this has been significant shot movement right now being attracted towards going under this total overall. So that's something that I often look at when you're talking about quarterbacks and point production. And right now, the, some of the shops out here in Vegas have actually dropped from 46 down to 44 and a half, which tells me that there could be some significant maybe weather or wind involved with this game, and that makes my confidence meter for Baker Mayfield drop down to a four and a half. Uh, interesting stuff right there. Good breakdown. Don't forget those totals do come into play. And like you said, weather in the East Coast, I went out and I and I put some ice on the porch this morning. Then I went out back and I put some ice, you know, like over by the trampoline where the kids are. Even though the kids are not going to be on the trampoline now. And then I went down there and I put some ice in the driveway. Why are you? What are you putting ice? You mean salt? I mean, yeah, salt. Excuse the me, though. Yeah, no. Why are you putting ice down? You're gonna make like it worse. Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. You're like setting traps for all the kids. <laughs> yeah, so I put some salt down on the porch. Put some salt down on the back deck. Put some salt down in the driveway. And obviously, no, no, put the ice down and then invite Bill over for some, you know, great. <laughs> he lo- he's a he's a sucker. He's a sucker for bagnoli cookies and pastries. Invite him over, Corey. Let's see. And then put it on video. We will all love to see it. I particularly salted very heavily salted the area, the walkway that leads into the garage. So that area <laughs> can be safe for when I need to make a trip up there a little bit later on this evening. If the snow is coming down here in the tri-state area all right thursday night football tomorrow night we do have rookie of the year probably more or less front runner justin herbert going up against the las vegas raiders little afc west time to hop into some over under on this one frankie and i will start with the aforementioned herbert 280 and a half is the number we going over under passing yards for the soon-to-be rookie of the year well, we know that he's struggled of late, you know, and obviously, the, but I, I just, I, I love the potential of him here. He's going to be playing inside the dome, the, the nice friendly comforts of Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders have some issues um, with COVID-19. We already know that Henry Ruggs III is out on the offensive side. Who knows if that doesn't spread to any of the players come kickoff or by the time we get to kickoff, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, so for me, I love the potential of this kid. I'm going to be starting him. I'm rolling with him, as I mentioned earlier, over Matt Ryan this week in one one of my leagues. So for me, besides being biased and hoping for that potential, I believe that he has a potential, you know, a strong possibility to go over 200 and a half uh, passing yards, because I believe that for the Chargers to compete in this game and to be in this game, most likely expect a lot of connections with Keenan Allen, who's just an absolute fantasy stud, the same way that Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton were able to exploit this back end last week. This rate is secondary with, you know, a high profile wide receiver one taking advantage of matchups. I think Herbert is going to do the same thing, you know, and look for a big numbers from him and Keenan Allen in week 15 on Thursday Night Football. All right, Thursday Night Football. We heard it right from Frankie's mouth, Bill. He also, a little while ago, wanted to see you slip and fall. So I just wanted to put that out there before you answer the question. Justin Herbert over under 280 and a half. 
Yeah, I'm going to ignore Frankie's wish that, uh, you know, I end up on YouTube falling on ice. Um, Listen, you know, be honest, Bill. Be honest. We know that your wife threw you down the stairs. So what's the big deal if Corey sets you up to fall on the ice? She didn't throw me down the stairs. When I when I fell and I tripped and fell down the stairs, she stepped over me like Allen Iverson hit a three-pointer <laughs> in the Lakers. And just did like an AI step over and like look back at me like you chuchone, like you know, you learn how to use your feet, but whatever. Justin Herbert, listen, you know, the Raiders defense, they're getting a lot of flack, and it's not because their passing defense is so bad, it's because their rushing defense is so bad. You look at the running backs that have gone against uh Las Vegas the last two weeks. The Jets had over 200 yards against them. Jonathan Taylor had over a buck fifty in week 14. The the Raiders have not allowed a passer to hit over this 280 mark. Since Patrick Mahomes, and that was back in week 11. You go back earlier in the season, week 9, Justin Herbert did have 326 yards. I don't know if the Chargers are going to have to pass that much against the uh, the Raiders. I'm going to take the under here. Ah, interesting stuff right there. Bill comes down on the under 2.8.5 for Justin Herbert. Up next, Frankie, Austin Eckler. He is a scrimmage yards machine. The number is set passing and receiving at 102.5. Give me the over. I love, like Bill said, I mean, I know that we know that they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground, but I also believe he's going to see significant dump passes when Keenan Allen does get double covered or is covered and they roll that coverage that way. I believe that Eckler will be focal target number two, not uh, their star tight end uh, that we all love, Hunter Henry. I believe that, you know, uh, Austin Eckler will be the second guy in that pecking order. And I believe that 102 and a half is a solid number to be going over. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get closer to maybe 140 or 150 total yards from scrimmage in this game i think eckler absolutely eats on thursday night yeah austin eckler bill i listen my nffc team would have probably finished in first place if austin eckler didn't get injured and then will fuller didn't leave me for 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 at for drop at the end of the year right so i finished in fifth like three points out and of course week one in the playoffs the team blows up even though it's not in it you hate when that happens but you know what Shout out to Eckler. He wasn't there for the majority of the season, but it was the right call. But yeah. 102 and a half this week for week 15. Yeah, give me the over on that one. I, I mentioned how bad the Raiders have been against the running backs uh, just in the last two weeks. You know, a guy named Ty Johnson had over 100 yards against them. And then we saw what Jonathan Taylor, the rookie for the Colts, did with over a buck 50. Uh, I'm going to take the over here on Eckler. Frankie mentioned it. He does catch a lot of passes. That's certainly going to add to his scrimmage yards. But I, I think he actually might get close to this number just on rushing alone oh that's interesting stuff right there Austin Eckler not really known for between the tackle but he did get it done last week and he definitely has the opportunity to get it done again this week Frankie next up is Derek Carr 270 and a half for the Vegas quarterback Ooh, this is this is a little bit of a tricky number but you know what I'm gonna show some faith because I think that Derek Carr plays better in primetime games and I like him better at home as well last week despite the fact that the the you know the Colts absolutely ran roughshod and seemed that they you know had trouble with simple peewee football because you know it was simple running plays and as Bill alluded to Jonathan Taylor just ran right through them the same way that the you know a, a bad Jets running attack and a bad Jets team overall was able to put up some solid numbers on the ground but you know Carr threw for 381 against the Jets threw for 316 against that Colt defense and I think that this game is gonna actually you know it, it you know I think the potential is gonna be there 
yeah, there'll be no weather involved. There'll be no weather, you know, wind. It'll be nice and cozy inside Allegiant Stadium, inside the dome. And I believe that you'll see Carr go over this number. I'm not so sure that he gets as many touchdown passes that maybe a lot of people are hoping for if you are starting him. But I think that he has the potential to go over this number. For, for, for me, I'd be a little bit skeptical of this particular number here. I think that number is spot on. You know, I, I, I could see some regression for Carr because he has had games, you know, like Atlanta in week 12 when he only threw for 215, week 10 when he only threw for 154 against Denver, 165 in week nine against the Chargers, you know, that exact same defense. It was on the road. So for me, I do lean over, but I could see this being a number that could actually be a, uh, a target of the Vegas Whispers shops and maybe going under this total as well. So I reserve my right to say that it's a tempered over for me. Ah, I like that. A tempered over, Bill. Sounds like a no answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be as wishy-washy as Frankie. I'm definitely taking the over on Derek Carr. Back-to-back games of over 300 yards. And you look at what he did against the Raiders uh the last time they played. Uh Derek Carr had you know one of his worst games of the year. But since then, he's been really kind of getting into the end zone uh you you know, with a touchdown in in every game since then. And the fact that Nelson Aguilar is coming on strong, Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league, I I do believe Derek Carr can get over this 270 mark, especially given the fact that the Chargers, um, they they haven't been playing that good on defense. Uh, Justin Herbert, I don't think he's going to have to pass as much tonight. I'm going to go over under on his uh, 280, but I'm taking the over for Derek Carr. Interesting stuff right here. I, Frankie, speaking of Nelson Aguilar, his receiving total is sitting at 53 and a half. Aguilar has been a guy who has had some very good fantasy moments this season, even though he's on the bench in the majority of leagues. Yeah, and, you know, listen, I think that this he's gone over this no, no, number in three of his last four games, but I just love it even more so than that, guys. It's looking at those targets. Just look at his last month of the you know season alone, the last four games, nine targets, six targets, 11 targets, nine targets, and I think he's once again going to see that kind of production again. If he's going to be that kind of target share, which he's obviously getting when teams start to roll that coverage towards Darren Waller's side, it leaves Aguilar open down the field, and he's doing something that he wasn't able to do for Jim Kramer's Eagles, which was hold on to the ball because Nelson Aguilar often dropped the big ball down the field and just really couldn't find a way. Maybe he just didn't like playing outside in cold weather. Maybe, you know, he had, you know, his hands are brittle. I don't know. But I'll tell you right now, he looks like he loves warm, sunny Las Vegas because he's doing well playing for the Raiders. And this is a number, like I said, he went over the three of the last four weeks. I believe he goes over this number again with relative ease. All right, Bill, your turn to hop in here. Nelson Aguilar, that number sits at 53 and a half. Frankie has the over. Yeah, I'll make this one quick. I'm taking the over on Derek Carr. Nelson Aguilar, I'm going to have to take the over here. In order for Carr to get that 270, Aguilar is going to have to have more than 53 and a half yards. All right, so right now out on SI.com gambling is my NBA Futures Bets article. Uh, for the upcoming NBA season. And I want you two guys to know that I made a reference to you guys oh, nice. when it came when it came to my my future bet on who's going to be the NBA's leading scorer. So the obviously the the top, the number one choice at plus one twenty five was James Harden. And I was like, I'm not going to be like Bill and take the chalk. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like my guy Frankie and swing for the fences. And I went. That's with right. That's and right. Went, and I went with Phoenix Sun guard uh, Devin Booker. What do you think about that, Bill? <laughs> I think I think you can't go broke making a small profit. 
And you guys are always knocking me for talking about always taking the chalk. Well, it's the chalk for a reason, and I'll eat it as much as possible because it's going to put money in my pocket. So small profits are still profits nonetheless. Man, if we, ha- if we had an, uh, the ability to put an icon next to Bill when he's talking right now, all I see is one of those squ- square boob tube TVs that we used to have <laughs> when we were kids. That's all I see. Mr. Square, Mr. Square Boy. That's Square Head. Square Head Bill. He loves the, he loves the chalk. So I'm surprised, Bill. You're not you're not going with Luca. You know you don't want to go maybe like Luca. Or Luca? I feel like you maybe you know uh, what do you what do you want to do here? You you you, you who, James who Harden. Him? James Harden looked like he put on a few pounds. Did you see him last night in, in, that, in, real, in that preseason that Photoshop? Game? What was that? I thought it was photo. I thought it was Photoshop. I was like, this has to be photoshopped. <laughs> um, I, I'm not lying. I, I actually thought that someone put my stomach on on you know on on James Harden's body. <laughs> I know everybody has put on a couple of quarantine pounds, but you would feel a well a finely tuned athlete like James Harden would uh, figure out a better way to show up to to, to work. But uh, he's looking tough. So that reminds me, everybody, as we get out of quarantine hopefully sometime soon before you go back to work get yourself a little reacclimation period before your co-workers are laughing at you around the table yeah i'm, I'm gonna need that, <laughs> I'm gonna need that. <laughs> you heard of the freshman 15 i got like the pandemic 40 <laughs> no bill it's 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 got the covid 19 come on it's the, yeah, there you it's, go. the it's the covid 19 it's like not the freshman 15 yeah it's, it's the about, covid 19 it's about double 19 Oh, boy. Poor Bill. He's going to factorials during this pandemic. What what, what am I going to do? The gym's closed. The gym's not open. I'm not running in Jersey. I I can't run outside. That's the most boring thing. I don't know how people run on a treadmill or run outside. I I refuse to do it. You could chase your wife around. Oh, boy. <laughs> after, she, <laughs> after she steps over him. <laughs> I'm gonna let, Bill seems like he's going to remain uh, well, commentless on that one. So yeah. it's time for, for <laughs> the Fabiano segment. As I tell you every week on Wednesdays, Michael Fabiano's sit-start column drops on SI.com. Critically important right now as we get into the semifinal week. Two more weeks of fantasy football left. So you want to get that right. But in Fade Fabs, we look at some of his Bargain Ben DFS plays and Bill this week. He starts with a guy who's been on fire and he looks like he can win people their leagues. He's checking into the T.Y. Hilton on DraftKings, Colts versus Texans. T.Y. Hilton owns the Texans. Fifty, excuse me, fifty five hundred dollars is the DraftKings price for one Mister T.Y. Hilton. Are you fading Fabs? You really? I uh, know I'm with Fabs on this one. He really does own gotcha. the Texans. Yeah. If you look at his career against the Texans, he if you just if he played against the Texans every game of his career, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Over the last three weeks, only Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams have more fantasy points than T.Y. Hilton at the wide receiver position. At 5,500, this is highway robbery. You have to get him into your lineups. Uh, the Texans, they haven't been able to stop T.Y. Hilton throughout his career just two weeks ago. Hilton burned him for eight, a buck ten and a touchdown, 13.8 yards per catch. I'm absolutely using T.Y. Hilton in both my cash games and GPP lineups this week. Ah, Frankie, Bill is going all in on T.Y. Hilton. And listen, T.Y. has been the man, but do you think you would go 100% in lineups with him? I wouldn't go 100%, but I'm pretty damn close. And boy, do I have a bone to pick with T.Y. Hilton because talk about a guy who just absolutely was garbage for the first 
11 weeks of the season. He absolutely destroyed two of my teams uh, that I, you know, and helped those teams not make the playoffs that I was in because he was just non-existent with like two fantasy points and like literally, what was it? Three or four games this season, guys. He was absolutely terrible. And he, he, I left him dead for, you know, for I left him for dead on the side of the road. I actually cut him in one league you know, that, that, that he was in and the team that's, you know, the team that actually picked him up, they didn't make the playoffs either. So they can't use them going forward either. But I mean, it, it was just, it's an unbelievable uh, turnaround and talk about a guy that, you know, it, it just goes once again, target share, strong target share equals production. I mean, it's only, you know, the most, most targets he's had in the entire season. I've been in the last two weeks, 11 against Houston in week 13, seven last week against the Raiders. And boy, you know, here's a perfect example, you know, 25 plus fantasy points in that range, you know, consistently three touchdowns, you know, over a hundred yards in one game, close to a hundred yards last week. You know, I agree with Bill. I think it's, I don't think it's a close for me. It wouldn't be a hundred percent, but it's definitely not a fade fabs. I'm on the same side as fabs. I would look in around the 80 percentile in terms of my overall roster construction lineups. But for me, I'm not doing a hundred percent, but you got to get them in at least eight out of every 10. All right, Bill, coming up next on Fade Fabs. Bill, I basically, I just call him the greatest fantasy asset of our generation. Uh, it is Antonio Brown versus the Falcons. The DraftKings price for Michael Fabiano is, well, my, the DraftKings price is $5,400. Are you riding with Michael Fabiano on this one? Yeah, it's a, it's a low price, but I, I'm not with Fabs here. Um, okay. Antonio Brown just hasn't done anything this year. He, he hasn't topped 70 yards. He hasn't found the end zone. He hasn't had more than five. Well, he had five catches last week, but before that, he had two. Uh, I just can't imagine that Antonio Brown's going to 3X his salary this week against the Falcons. The Bucks have way too many weapons with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Scotty Miller. Antonio Brown, he's just one of the cogs in their wheel. He's not the main spoke, so... I'm going to fade fabs on this one. I would not use Antonio Brown. What do you think about Antonio Brown, AB84, Frankie? Unless this guy has the J after his name, then I'm not interested in him. Give me AJ Brown. Don't give me anything to do with Antonio Brown. They often say, what can Brown do for you? I'll tell you what he can do for you. He can knock you out of your fantasy playoffs. He can also kill your DFS lineups and cost you a lot of money. I don't know what fab sees here. For me, complete fade. Sorry, fabs. All right, there you go right there. Everybody's down on Michael Fabiano's a pick of Antonio Brown. And finally, before we get ready to wrap the week up, Lynn Bowden Jr. versus the Patriots. The DraftKings price bill is a mere $3,600. Are you fading Fabs? Yeah, so this is an interesting one here. No, I'm I'm with Fabs. I would absolutely use uh, Bowden Jr. because $3,600, I don't know if Devontae Parker is going to play. He had, what was it, eight catches, 82 yards last week, and I think he got into the end zone. He's very interesting in season-long leagues because he has dual eligibility as a running back yep. and a wide receiver on Yahoo and ESPN. I don't, I don't know what he is on CBS. I don't use their platform. I think it's terrible. Um, but in DraftKings, I would absolutely use him. Shout out to CBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pay for it. It's, it's absurd. Um, but for DraftKings, thirty six hundred bucks. That really opens up your lineup to get some, a few studs. You want Derrick Henry or you want another stud wide receiver. Um, using this Dolphins rookie can really help out um, help out your salary in big ways. What do you think, Frankie, about Lynn Bowden Jr.? For me, I, I'm not as – hey, listen, I, I know that it's a filler, 
Uh, I like to be expensive. I have expensive tastes when it comes to setting my DFS lineups. I'm often drawn to guys like Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. So you need to find those fillers at the bottom end of the rung to be able to like fill out those lineups. So I guess Lynn Bowden kind of fits that criteria. But uh, boys, I'd be very, very skeptical because we know what Bill, what, uh, Bill Belichick often does to rookie quarterbacks. And if we're going to see an entire four full quarters of Tua in this situation, I'm worried about using any of his skill position players because I could see that this is a game. We are, I already highlighted this over at SI Gambling with games on the move. This was a total that opened at 44 and a half out here in Vegas. The shops have pounded the under, driving it all the way down to 41 in certain shops out here in Vegas. So this is a number and a game I'd be very skeptical about using and stacking a lot of my players because the shops look like they are all over this uh, a low-scoring potential game here, and we know what uh, Belichick does to rookie signal callers. So I do like the price, but I am a little bit skeptical, and I would be doing it in a very limited fashion would I want Lynn Bowden on my lineups because I think the bust potential is huge when we factor in a lot of the different things, including Bill Belichick's ability to absolutely confuse and dumbfound rookie signal callers. Uh, good stuff right there from Bill and Frankie. The bust potential is huge. Huge. Sounds like my life pre-COVID. All right, so let's get ready to hop on up out here. Most of the fantasy executive, my man Bull Market Bill and Frankie Fatstacks. Got you ready to go and locked and loaded for week number 15. Don't forget, enjoy Thursday Night Football. Check out all the good hard work at the SI Fantasy and Gambling's community. For Frankie and Bill, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Bull Market Fantasy, we are out.